guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Today we are looking at chapter 107, aptly named In the Fog, because that is what they are this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did look it up because I remembered a film by this, like, the same, if not similar, title. Um, and I found a 2012 film about Western Frontiers of the USSR in 1942. And the synopsis is, the region is under German occupation. A man is wrongly accused of collaboration. Despite his save, despite his attempt to save his dignity, he faces impossible moral choices. Dun, dun, dun. And there's fog. And there's fog. Funny enough, the synopsis says nothing about the fog. Doesn't it? Um, but the film, no. the film is called In the Fog. So same, same, but different. Same, I same, guess. not different. Same, same, not same, same. <laughs> are there? There's also movies that are. There's The Mist, which I know for sure because that's that's the one that's a yes. Stephen King novel, right? And then there's another one that's correct, similar that's also called like something Fog or something like that. That's not based on the Stephen King novel. I don't know. I all I looked I up was In the Fog. <laughs> that's that's fine. I was just th- those were the things I was kind of thinking of, and there was some like very little, but like The Mist is a good movie and. Uh, and the, Does that have the Mark ending, Wahlberg it's... in it? No. Why? There was one that, that I Mark think you're Wahlberg. thinking of The Happening, which is not Stephen oh. King, but is a really Does awful... Does it have mist? Or does it have fog? No, it's a... Um, that one is the wor- the um, Mother Earth is killing us, the plants are killing us, and there's like a toxin in the air that is making everyone kill themselves. When it like gets okay, to them. so but you don't see it. There's no like confused. Yeah, yeah. That's a great thing. Like <laughs> in another like. way. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> things in the air. But the mist is more like there's monsters in the mist and things like that, and they're trapped in like a grocery store. And the end like is Sharknado? very tragic. Kind of like Sharknado, but better than Sharknado. Not bad like Sharknado. <laughs> I'm saying Sharknado like I've seen them. I haven't seen one of them. I, no. I kind of want to one day, like, you know, when I've got nothing better to do, sit down and do a marathon of them because I feel like they're so bad that they're good. Like, people enjoy them because yeah. they're so bad. Because um, yes. they're up to, like, five or six, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I don't, I don't actually know how many, but, yeah. There's another movie that – um can't remember i think it's ghost shark and i saw it i sometimes watch like those compilation youtube videos of like craziest thing in a horror movie or whatever you know stupid things like that from like watch mojo and stuff like that and there was one where it was called ghost shark and basically if there was any water around anywhere this ghost shark could appear out of it so like i think the shark the ghost shark came out of someone's body once and like killed them from inside and then there was another one where it's like this guy fixing a sink so he's like under the sink and then the shark comes from like a leak in the sink and is able to pull him through the sink and it's crazy and it's just hysterical so um 
something similar that that made me think of. I've, as you know, Heidi, I've been sick this week in bed, so I've been catching up on TV shows that I've neglected and things like that. And I'm currently doing a rewatch of Doctor Who because they've just announced the new Doctor. I'm <laughs> yes, very excited. Yes! Um, so, so excited. I used to be the biggest Doctor Who fan and then just kind of fell off because I started yeah. watching other things. So I'm mm-hmm. go- going back and uh, reliving the, the my youth which was Doctor Who spent days and um, I'm just up to uh, Matt Smith and Matt. the curse of the black spot which is they're pirates but every time they get a, a, a like a scratch or a cold or something they get marked with the black spot and the the nurse which you you think it's like an alien, but it's a, it's the nurse and she comes out of still water to heal. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's a monster. So I'm like, oh my God, Ghost Shark could work the same way. <laughs> Ghost Shark <laughs> is something that could possibly be in a Doctor Who episode. That is true. Uh, I love I, Matt Smith. No, Matt no, Smith no. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's keep them separate because I don't want to like, you know, destroy this. They this would do it better. Legacy. They would do it better. They would. But we they can't would. ignore it. There's, of course, beautiful legacy. It's, you know, iconic in so many ways. But we cannot ignore that there is stupid fuckery in Doctor Who all the yeah, time. And that's also what makes it charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. 100%. God, I remember watching classic Doctor Who. And I'm, of course, uh, for any Whovians out there, I'm talking about modern Doctor Who that I'm watching at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but classic Doctor Who. I remember rushing home one one night from school when I was a kid and seeing an episode of classic Doctor Who is in black and white and the Doctor's companion got bitten by like a vampire bat. It scared the bejesus out of me. Oh. And now I watch that as an adult and I'm like, oh, that's like literally a toy bat on a string. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy to look back at the things that scared us so much as kids and like – and. Just be like, oh, geez. I remember I was so scared by, uh, did you ever watch Killer Aliens from Mars? No. I watched a Killer com- Clowns from Out of Space. Is that similar? <laughs> uh, I haven't watched that one, so I can't I can't say for sure. Oh, it's but a cult it, classic. It's uh, in a similar vein. It's a also a cult classic, Killer, killer Aliens from Mars. Um, but it's absolutely a comedy. It is not a horror movie. And yet I was yeah, so afraid. Yeah, it's the same afraid. with Killer Clowns from Out of Space. Yeah so afraid of the noises they make these like really awful stupid noises and like very much scared me those aliens and then there's a part where one of the aliens bites off a human's finger i remember and spits it out into the piranha tank and i just remember that scaring the shit out of me (laughs) i think that would still scare the shit out of me now even in this day and age no it it wanted (laughs) it wanted not in reality if you saw the context of the scene it would not it would not scare you but yeah. Uh, children. Anyway, we went off on a, on a real <laughs> tangent because I'm sure we loved this episode so much and that's why we definitely want to talk about it. Well, I I <laughs> didn't mind this episode, but before yeah. we get started with this episode, I want to discuss the news that you and I started discussing before we hit record. And I was like, wait, let's save this for the podcast. So um, for any of our loyal listeners out there, you know that we're a couple of uh, episodes behind the actual airing dates of these episodes. That's because of work, sickness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But we did get the news this week that Riverdale is going to be ending after the seventh season. And yeah, I don't know how I feel. Good, bad, otherwise impartial. Is this the sixth season? 
Yes. So that's okay. something that I had to check too. I actually thought we were on our fifth season, but we are in fact on our sixth season. Uh, yeah. This episode uh, 107 is, hang on, let me look really quick, is episode 12 of season six. Yeah. So all up. Season six has doo, 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 doo. season six has twenty two episodes. Okay, so it is likely we'll have another twenty two for seven or less mm-hmm. uh, because they have done nineteen before. This is an exceptionally long season because of those five episodes. So we're yeah. either looking at seven or sorry, we're either looking at. 19 or 22 episodes for season seven before we're done so we're we're still a little bit away like granted we are only in may so i'm wondering if they'll even finish it up this year or if it might be a next year finish up thing so we've got time it's it's not going to be finishing like tomorrow they're not canceled they're just finishing up yeah i think that that's the best thing we could ask for in terms of like giving uh, allowing the team to be as prepped as possible for the finish uh like if it was ending this season i'd be like oh shit okay <laughs> like here we go this right. is gonna be it but like and i would not feel um hopeful at all about an ending if it was ending the season but i think you know that they have that time to wrap it up we could there's potential there i'm not gonna get my hopes up because it's Riverdale, right. but like, there's there really is potential there to have a good ending and have a good final season. But you know, final seasons and uh, final episodes, just in general, are tough. So we'll see how it They're goes. Very tough. Yeah. Now, being that Riverdale is this quote unquote wholesome kind of you know <laughs> 1950s esque. No, I'm talking about like the comic books and things like that, like Archie comics. Got it. I imagine positive ending. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be like everybody's with who they're meant to be with and like walk into the sunset. But Riverdale has taken a darker look at things before, so that may not be the case. I I might drag this Percival thing out and make that like the end all and be all because as we find out in this episode, yeah, as we find out in this episode, Jughead's apparently meant to die. So I wonder again. if again, oh my god, again, I know. I wonder if this is how they end it. They end it with him dying or something. I don't know. I just thought of my kind of like ideal ending, and I'm sure this will like grow and change as time goes on and we have more time to think of it. But I feel like right now, if you were to ask me, like, how should Riverdale end in terms of like positive, sad, you know you know, wrapping things up, whatever. I would like for things to be wrapped up, people to be in places where they should be minimal character death. And if so, character death that is done well and gives like, like... Propels uh, the story. And yeah, and just gives, you know, gives each character a wrap up, a conclusion, even if it means somebody dies. Um... And, and things like that. And then I would love, because it is Riverdale, for there to be, like, a maybe slight look to the future and there be, like, another Jason Blossom situation. Like, another kid winding up like dead in a mysterious... Like, leave it open-ended? Yeah, and leave it open-ended with, yeah. like, like, a nod to the future 
generation of like Riverdale kids. Like, and it doesn't need to be yeah. the kids of our Riverdale kids, but like, just like things are still not right in Riverdale, and they never will be. Kind of like, wink. I like, you know? yeah, I like that a lot. I really like that. Um, that'd be really cool. That'd be cool to have it open ended. I would love yeah. to see their kids, these guys' kids. And, you know, you got little Archie Jr. And he's like, oh, oh no, so-and-so Blossom just fell in Sweetwater River. What are we going to do? And then it's like, oh. everyone's like, oh, that Archie Jr., though. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking like of Archie, dad. speaking of Archie Jr., I hoped this would be something that would not appear in the Riverdale that we are in now from the alternate yeah. universe. But we do have okay, a pregnancy let's... scare. Should we should we segue? Let's segue back to the episode. Yeah. So we'll continue to bring our thoughts uh, to everybody about like what we're hoping for in terms of the show ending and stuff. Um, the first thing, just quickly before we go back to the episode, the first thing I thought was, oh, I'm not going to see Heidi Weekly. So we're going to have to like pick a new show. We'll have to pick a new show. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe we should. You and I both love true crime. Maybe we should segue into some true crime stuff. Like the podcast formerly known as Betty Squared is now Betty FBI. I don't know. <laughs> F got- Betty I. <laughs> F Betty I. That's I've bad. got some time to think about a new time. Yeah, we have time. <laughs> yeah, I would not be opposed to doing some sort of true crime podcast or something like that. So something it's, that uh, I think supernatural is gonna- and. Even talking yes. about, there's so many um, new, like, true crime, like, based on a real story TV shows. Like, yeah. I know so many. I just, I watched Girl from Plainville, which I have thoughts on. I'm also watching The Staircase, the, like, with Tony Collette and What's-His-Face. I can't watch, I can't watch The Staircase because I've delved into that case so much. And <gasps> freaking so- Michael Pete, no, Mike. Scott Peterson, Michael Peterson, no, Michael Peterson Michael, is this Michael guy. Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Scott Peterson is Peterson also a trash is bag. Also trash. Yeah, bag, yeah, he's the one that murdered his wife and their unborn child. Ugh, trash. He might yeah. be getting out on parole this year. I know. We need to talk about this. Yeah. But yes, um, Scott Peterson. What a piece Michael, of crap. He. Yeah. Crap. Both of the Petersons. I hate both of them. They. They and both I just, suck. I can't watch I would, it knowing that he did this to this woman and and got away with it. It is a, it is, I, um, I, there are some, like, based on true crime stories that I don't think I will watch. Like the, um, Candy, I'm not super interested in Candy. Um, I don't and know that one. it's on Hulu with, um, Jessica Biel. Um, okay. Just, true crime? Uh, just, Yeah. I'm not too not too interested in that one. And then there's another one that has Reese Witherspoon, not Reese Witherspoon. What is her name? Oh my god, from Chicago and Renee Renee Zellweger. Is that her? The thing about Pam. The thing about Pam. I will not watch oh, that. That podcast is out of this world. That's the one that I spoke podcast. to about this. And it, yeah, it's it's a podcast um, on date. But they have line. a show. Keith Moore- yeah, oh. um, Renee Zellweger heard Keith Morrison do this expose oh, oh, on oh, Pam oh. Huft and then decided um, to um, executive produce it into a TV series. The and put herself in a fat suit. Phenomenal. No. 
I will not I, the the story itself is I've heard it before and I I know of that story and it's horrific. Um yeah. The Hulu show I will absolutely not watch. One she's in a fat suit. Fuck her and fuck everybody who's okay with putting someone in a fat suit. That is not okay to do. M- how my body looks is not a joke and there are so many great actresses and actors who are fat who could do that part a million times better than her. Guaranteed. So fuck her for that. Um, <laughs> I, I hate fat suits with a passion. Um, and then also it looks like I don't want to hear about Pam Huff. I want to hear about the victims. I think it's a horrible disservice to the victims and the families of those crimes to do those shows focusing as if it's like, like, cause the picture is like her in this like bright, like super saturated light with this, with a, um, slushy, like fuck Fuck all of that. Okay, I just but here's hate it. the thing. Here's the thing about that case in specific. That case in specific is was never ever about the victim. Even when you listen to the podcast. Sure. It should it be though. Got nothing to do with her, which yeah, I think they even say that like this poor guy who was incriminated by what this woman yeah. did lost his family they still to this day don't talk and it's awful it, it and wasn't wife. about what the victim did uh, sorry it wasn't about what happened to the victim it was about what the perpetrator yeah. did that is this whole story that it is yeah. in no way that's about just... her and her struggles no and yeah the and victim, that's just that is, the... yeah 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 hear you uh, that's just not the way i want to view true crime anymore like i don't want to hear i don't want to hear the perpetrator's side yeah i don't i don't want to know there's an aspect that we should know to understand their mindset understand where they come from and how because it is so unfathomable unfathomable so many of these crimes but like and there is interest there right there's a reason why we're interested in serial killers there's a reason why you know we're interested in that sort of thing but like and you know i know we've talked about before like one of my favorite to say, it's a horrible thing to say, but murders is the story of Lizzie Borden and her family. But like, in no way do I think that Lizzie Borden is someone who should be uh, like an idol to anyone or, you know, anything like that. Or Right. So I don't know. And, es- and especially just the way that the, the Pam show just is produced and the way that it's done. And there's so many things about it that just give me absolute ick. Like if I was the sister, the daughter of a victim like that, I can't imagine the, the horror of seeing their story played out in that way by this woman who looks like an idiot in a fat suit. I don't know. I, Those are my I feelings. <laughs> I, ple- I just said I completely undergree. I, undergree. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, Personally, there is so much that we still don't understand about these people who commit these crimes. And I think I'm not necessarily talking about this particular show or this particular Mm -hmm. podcast or case even. I think the reason they they humanize the murderers or the, the perpetrators is to show people the warning signs because I think, you know, you and I, we listen to a lot of true crime and we think, oh, yeah, we could totally, like, you know, 
see the the red flags if somebody did this. But I think in reality, we probably wouldn't as equipped as we feel like we are. And so I think this... um, You never know what's going on in someone's head. Right. Showing these things can only better educate us. But yeah, I completely understand your reasoning for not wanting to watch it. I will say the podcast is way more informative than the TV show. It's it's like reading a book and then seeing the movie. The book you're going to get more out of because the book has that liberty. Well, and also to to produce a good podcast is so different than to produce in terms of true crime. Um, is so different than being able to produce a good TV show. And there's so many things like Girl from Plainville, you know, that I did enjoy, but there were like there were some scenes that were like they added musical scenes and things like that, where it's like obviously like we can't know. Uh, exactly if this is what these people were thinking or if this is what really happened. And so there is that like fictionalization. I guess it's the, I guess it's the crux of the fictionalization of true, of true crime, quote unquote. It just is very difficult. And I think that, that to bring it back to the staircase, I think that's why I would definitely suggest someone watch it because the nice or the interesting thing, uh, the, the interesting thing that the staircase is doing is that they're taking all of these very real and true we have just so much content around the staircase because there was that you know eight episode plus now um documentary and like all this stuff around it and it was such a public case so we have all of that but then there are still so many questions and they've done this really amazing thing where they're they are showing us the examples of like if he, if she really did fall, what did that look like? If he did kill her, what does that look like? And we're getting these like really realistic re- reenactions um, mm-hmm. that are really provoking and um, like really visceral. And I feel like really honoring to, although horrific, really honoring to the death of this woman because it's a really horrific uh, thing that happened to her. And they're about to get into the um, the theories around the owl thing do you know about that with with yes i know about the owl see okay (laughs) this is the last thing i'm going to say and then we better go back to what this podcast is actually about but i think i think heidi and i have found our new podcast after riverdale ends up (sighs) and um but i don't want to watch it because i don't want my mind to be changed he killed her Mm. end of i don't need oh and i don't think no and the show if yeah. anything, the show shows m- more to me into why he looks bad for it. Like, why he most likely did it. Like, we're seeing the things around around him of, like, how he speaks to his family. Like, the yeah. things he says to his daughter and, like, some of the stuff Have is, they like, gone into crazy. the other woman that he killed by pushing her down the stairs? Yeah, the the daughter's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, who had an aneurysm or or something, but he was the one who said it was an aneurysm. So yeah, um, insane. I just and then, also thought um, of a name for our new podcast, but I'll share I'll share it later. <laughs> I'm excited. But then, but then they're also showing, which I didn't know about, that he got into a romantic relationship with the editor the French editor of the French documentary that was made about them, about the staircase. Oh, like the, I didn't know The that. editor ended up falling in love with him through editing the documentary, and then they got together. That's disgusting. Like, she should be ashamed let's of talk herself. about 
absolutely ashamed of herself and she's convinced that it's it's so disgusting but i'm so glad to know that now because it definitely paints a color on the i kind of want to watch the documentary again because i don't remember feeling like oh yeah he's innocent from it i think they did do a pretty good job of it being unbiased but like they leave out the cartilage stuff specifically because she doesn't want to put it in there because it makes him look bad and it's like oh my god it's really but anyway horrific um wow murder in my murder not an accident murder okay so now that we have segued for like the first 25 minutes (laughs) let's go back to the pregnancy so um yeah literally my last note because i obviously went in chronological order was pregnant not not pregnant question mark so what do you think i don't think so I don't think so either. They didn't. Think, they didn't look excited. I think they would have looked more excited if if it was because they were like they kind of ru- like amped themselves up to like oh cool we want to do this together now, and it looked like they were disappointed. Well, here's the thing as well. The conversation between Reggie and Veronica about Archie this episode leads me to think she's still in love with him. She would be with him if he said that he would go to New York with her. Blah 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 blah. So, if we introduce a baby right now, that technically, in Riverdale world, means it's an ordeal between um, Veronica and Archie. And I think if that is the the long-term aim of getting them back together, the baby can't happen. No. Because I think, I kind of think Veronica's going to change your mind about going back to New York. I don't understand with her. So... She goes back and forth, like, okay, she broke up with Archie because she wanted to go to New York. She went to New York, she got married, her husband's now dead, she's back in Riverdale, setting up basically a mini New York. If she wants to go back yeah. to New York, why is she still in Riverdale? She couldn't go back because she wouldn't get hired anywhere, because she talked to her friend. Right. I don't know if you remember. She talked to her friend, yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. like, no, nobody's going to hire you because you killed your husband. And she was like, oh, shit. So it was like, I'm going to stay here a little bit longer to wait it out until I can go back. Right, so then go back now. Who cares? Yeah. I guess it's still too early. She still feels like she can't. I don't know. Then she needs to shut the fuck up because, like, seriously, she's going to – Betty and Archie are going to break up. She's going to get back with Archie, and it's going to be the same vicious circle. I want to go to New York. That's why – I want to – That's why I think either the – I think the show could end with Archie leaving Riverdale, but I feel like it kind of goes against his character stuff. So that's why I feel like... He's not going to do that for her. I don't know if he'd do that for anybody. Unless he had a significant change. That's why I think Veronica's going to give... Not give up on New York, but she's going to be like, oh... New York is not my dream anymore. This is my dream or like something like that. But I agree. I think just because we are focused on Endgame kind of stuff now, Endgame is going to be Bughead and Var- and Varchie 100%. Like I don't think unless somebody's dead. I don't dead, want Tabitha. I don't want Tabitha to. She's going to do better. <laughs> I know. I know. I really, I just really like her. But then are we also saying that like Betty is, is good enough for Jughead if that's how they're just going to end up like she's she's like the consolation the, prize and that's not no, fair I don't no Betty is not a consolation uh, Betty's the consolation or Tabitha is 
No, Betty is. If 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 no. Tabitha like goes off, because we've said that Tabitha is too good for for Jughead, but what Betty isn't. I I know it's I know it's hypocritical, but we've had this conversation before, and I'm going to stick to my guns about it because the way that I think about it is that Jughead and Betty make each other better, and like are better when they they're to- and like do better when they're together, and that's why Tabitha is too good for Jughead because Jughead, not with Betty is a lesser Jughead than he could be. Like, he's more optimal when he's with Betty. But when he's not, he's, like, this lower Jughead. Although he was pretty good this episode, um, I think, like, in terms of, like, understanding of, of Tabitha and, like, the, I yeah. think their relationship is 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 getting better over time. Um, but, yeah, that's that's why that those two things can be, can be mutually exclusive in my mind. But... That's just me. Okay, that's fair enough. Because I was like, yeah, hang on a minute. Wait, we're saying she's <laughs> not good enough. I mean, he's not good enough for Tabitha. But we're saying that he is for Betty. I'm like, oh my god, Betty, also, poor Betty. Also, maybe Tabitha is just in general a better person overall than Betty. And this is with love and peace to, to I Betty. So I love too. her and she'll well, always she's... be. But I do think Tabitha is probably one of the best people in terms of like She's got her good head person. screwed on. She... She yeah, knows better what's than up. Everybody else in the cast. <laughs> just in the way, same as Pop Tate. They are just these people who are better than everyone else. And it's they just are, a fact. Without even trying to be better than anybody else. They would never no. say they were better no, than anybody else. No ego. No, no, no. Yeah. They just are. <laughs> Exist just are. in this way. So yeah. to get back to Veronica and um So, okay, hold on. Before we get into each individual kind of thing. This episode, to me, I was, like, just to go over, like, my feelings about it overall. I have, like, barely any notes on it. Um, and I didn't not like it. Like, there wasn't, like, a, uh, I hate this episode. But I was, like, okay. Like, we're getting some plot in. And it was kind of like a bottle episode, but, like, not in the, not in the, like, traditional way because they did that thing of like these characters are stuck together in this place for a reason like they cannot leave there and so it means that and in and usually in bottle episodes it's like you have smaller cast of characters stuck in one place for the entire episode so and then in that they have to work things out because they're just community community literally every episode of community ever well (laughs) And there is one episode that is called, that is the the bottle episode. Yeah, the Um, bottle episode, yeah. Yeah, where Annie's pen. Um, And then there's also another good one, just to give people examples of bottle episodes. There's a really, really good example of this from Family Guy, where it's us, uh, Stewie and Brian stuck in a bank vault. And the entire episode is just that. Eat my poo. Yeah. Eat my poo. (laughs) You gotta eat my poo. So insane. Um, so insane. I should rewatch that episode. It's been a while. Um, very good episode. Um, so that's kind of what this episode was like, except each, like, there were just subsets of characters doing this. But everybody was stuck in a place because of yes. the fog. So that means that they had to work out some issues. So it was very much like, we are moving the plot along, which is good because Ververdale doesn't always do that. But... I don't know. I don't know why I didn't particularly like love it, but I just didn't. There were parts of it that I liked, and there were other parts that yes. I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. Whose storyline should we talk about first? Uh, 
Whose did you hate? Everybody's. (laughs) (laughs) I would Um, say maybe start with Veronica and Reggie. Yeah. There were aspects of it that I did like. I did like that they actually had, like... (laughs) I did like that they actually had conversations that were, like, real with each other. And I like that we got Reggie's side of him being, like, I've always felt second fiddle to Archie. And I'm a con... But always felt like that. Always. Like, this isn't new Yeah, but they've... No, but they've never talked about it. Like, and had that, like... I like that he actually asked her, like, if... If things had worked out with Archie, would we be he- like? Would we be here right now? Am I? Th- am I a consolation prize? And she like, I was like, come on, like Veronica. She was such an idiot to like answer his questions the way that she did. It was like, bitch, do you hear yourself? Yeah, you are. Te- you are literally telling him. So I'm. I'm glad that he like called an end to it finally. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm proud of him. I think he's had a lot of growth. Uh, yeah. Yes, he makes some very, very questionable choices in terms of like business legalities and things like that. But yeah. he's come from, you know, a father who abuses him to accepting that his father who abused him is in gambling debt and is dying and is looking after him. And then like standing up for himself with Veronica. And um, the. It's so funny because I remember this girl that I used to live with when I lived in Asia, when I worked at Universal, she was terrifying. Now, to this day, her and I are very close. And, you know, it's, I know that sounds funny, but like when I first met her, I was like, holy shit, I would never want to go up against her in an argument ever. Mm. And I'm not a confrontational person now anyway. Her and I have both grown a lot over the years and I would now stand up for myself. But I remember... When I first met her, I was like, shit, I don't want to disagree with her about anything because she will freaking eat me for breakfast. And I remember she started seeing a guy in our cast. And one day we were out in public and they started having an argument. And I remember looking at him and being like, are you fucking nuts? You're going up against her? Whoa. And then, you know, as I grew up was like, okay, cool. I could hold my ground if I needed to. Not that I ever thought it would get there but it was something that I actively um tried to make sure never happened and I I feel the same way about Reggie with Veronica I think he was attracted to her because she's stunning now she's powerful and he finds that very alluring but he's finally put his foot down and he's like you don't scare me anymore I am better than this relationship I know what I want And I'm out. So I really like that growth. But what I think we're going to see, which has been kind of Reggie's like MO from the beginning of time, is we're now going to see him start to try and take her down. You know, we're going to start to see Mm. the the not very nice side, the immature side of Reggie, where he just can't leave well enough alone. That's what disappoints me about this situation, that that's kind of where it's looking like it's going to head. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the only option for him because if he's not on her side, then he's either not on like not in the show as an active player because like right. what is he doing? Cuz right. his 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 story just doesn't align with anybody else's and yeah, so that's that's really his only option. So yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. It's ugh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, that's kind of crazy. All from from those two, um, maybe. should we talk about Betty and Archie then? With yeah, this? let's well, just we, get it out we, of the way. God. 
we kind of already have with the pregnancy thing. Like they, you know, they've had a conversation about what she actually went through while she was in the well, which I don't even think I realized that the well was that freaking deep. Like who has a well that deep in their house? This guy and Buffalo Bill. (laughs) That's it. Apparently shit. I mean, I know wells are deep because that's where you get your water, but I was like, um, okay, I think we're taking some creative liberties here because this is like, how'd they get her down there? You just throw her down there because she would have just died. Yeah. Also, also, oh, oh, God. What? The electronic meat knife. Just the worst thing to you could possibly use to dismember someone. You can't. You physically can't. Now, okay, here's the thing. Oh, oh <laughs> I God. I used to have one of those. I remember growing up, like, as a kid, like, at Christmas time when they'd, like, carve the turkey. Yeah. My dad would always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd use one of those. It is not strong enough to cut through human bone. I'm sorry. It isn't. No, absolutely not. I have no evidence to back that up because my note is not sure that that electronic meat knife would cut through bone, but I'm too scared to Google that because I l- listen nope. to a lot of true crime. I read a lot of true crime. I Google a lot of true crime. I don't want to look up if one of those meat knives nope. cut through bone because it's just going to land me in trouble. Nope. <laughs> that is not going in my, in my internet history. No fucking way, man. But I, no way. But you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to be know- strong enough. It doesn't cut through bone of an animal. It's just there to cut through flesh. No. And yeah, I was just going to say, I know enough about like, like dismembering is not the right word, but like breaking down a chicken. Like I don't do it often. I watch enough cooking shows to understand that like the way that you do that is very physical. Yeah. It's not just standing there using a thing like if if he was like okay you need to dismember this body it would take a lot of like physical having to disarticulate pieces of a person i'm sorry yeah because that's what it takes to do a chicken or a turkey or anything like that like it's very physical it's not just standing there crying with a knife and or with an electronic you know knife thing and also just like there's a part of me that's like yes that would absolutely be horrifying. I would vomit. I would lose my mind. I would I would never want to dismember a dead body. Ever. No. That's not That's something I wake up and horrifying. go, what am I going to do today? I know. Mm, sounds like fine. <laughs> but, like, there was also a part of me that was like, That's it. <laughs> That's, That's all I made you do? And then he was like, You can go. Thanks. Like, we're the same now. It wasn't even like, I need you to dismember this person while they're alive or like something like that. Like, it, it'd I guess be I like go the that same dark. as like training to be a mortician, I suppose. But yeah, I think the but, thing is, she's there are under people duress. who do that who are not. Yeah. I think that's a great point, though. There are people who do that in their daily lives who I have a friend who's are a mortician. killers. Fun fact. Terrifying. Fun fact. Just a, Amazing, though. another little side note. Um, so, you, Heidi, you know I have a small business, um, and I make these shirts that glow in the dark that say "Future Ghost." And um, at the moment, I'm not there obviously because I'm recording and I I haven't been well. But I have a, a a table at a convention that's happening here in Central Florida, and a lady just the girl that's working the booth for me just texted me and she said um a girl bought a t-shirt and she actually works in a cemetery as a grave digger 
And she said she's going to oh try. She'll probably get in trouble, but she said she's going to try wearing my future ghost shirt when she goes to work. And I'm like, don't do that. You'll give me a bad name and yes. and uh, you'll get in trouble with your oh. boss. But I am um, just on dead That's things amazing. and cutting up dead people. I was like, this is amazing. This is so funny. This is the right time yeah, to bring this up. <laughs> but yeah, there was a really horrible part of me that was like, That's it. <laughs> Like, that was well, the big drama. it's also TV. Yeah, it's also TV. And, oh, you mean, like, and, you mean, like, that was her trauma? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it? Oh, come That's on, a- Heidi. She's cut up a body. That's I traumatic. Know. Yeah. I it think is. the thing You're is, right. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't gory. It wasn't like no. what you're expecting of like a body being cut up because it's it's like um and like you know it's a pg-13 show they're not going to show it and i think you and i are very desensitized and yeah true also it's also i just feel like it's like how does dismembering an already dead body which is horrific to anybody but how does that prove to the serial killer that him and betty are the same that does not prove that because she's capable of doing it. But that's a lot of people. A lot of people would be capable to do that in duress like that. Because it's like, either you're going to kill me or I dismember this already dead person. Okay. Like, yeah, it's going to be really difficult and awful and traumatizing. But like, most people could probably do, would, not could probably do it. Most people would probably choose to do it if it was that or you die. You know what I mean? I feel like he didn't even say, if you don't do this, I'll kill you. Did he? No, I don't think so. if he did, so. it like wasn't I think it, strong enough. I think it was implied. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to go well. Okay, remember how... Um, <laughs> Remember how TBK is Glenn, and this is all just a dream, and we're going to wake up from this episode soon? It's got to be Glenn. It just has to be. I even read something on the internet. Everyone's like, yeah, why are we, like, not revealing that it's Glenn? And then somebody else was like, oh, because he's dead. I'm like, he ain't dead. That's not Glenn. He's not dead. We're not in Riverdale right now, so it's all fake. No. None of it matters. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, those are all my feelings on Betty and Archie. Otherwise, I really don't care. (laughs) Do you know whose storyline I hated even more than that? Don't say Cheryl. No. Okay, good. No, although, God, Penelope's got, like, ten lives. Um, No, we'll come back to her in a minute. Um, Freaking Kevin and Moose. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that? Oh, no. What the actual fuck was that? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that as much as Freaking Fangs and Tony rehashing the same shit over and over again, and then Fangs continuing to be a yeah. little dipshit when Kevin, at least with Kevin, there a was little a little bitch, <laughs> a bitch baby, a little, a little bitch baby. But at least Kevin finally like made a choice that was like better. Like he had a change by the end of his thing. He was like, "I'm gonna work with you and Tony. Like we'll work together to figure this out." And Fangs was the one who doubled down and was an absolute idiot. Like I hate that one more. I think I have a theory about that. What? What's your theory? Do you think Fangs is I gonna die? I think they're trying to make No, I think they're trying to make Fangs more like um the the Fangs, the the guy that killed Thomasina. Yeah. Like I think Fangs is now going to be like at least in this universe. The villain, so then maybe yeah, so then maybe Tony and Cheryl end back together or something. Like, Which is fine. I'm wondering if it's like putting back all the old couples together. Yeah. So the the people that they're with have to turn somehow. 
Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, Fangs is being a little bitch. Fangs is being a little shit. A little shithead. Don't like it one yeah, bit. Yeah, but... Can what we, didn't you like about can Moose? Can we talk about Kevin? Yeah. Well, it, it's not so much Moose. I mean, it was... He played the objective. Like, he played what he was there to do from the second that he got there. Yeah. So there was no, um, I, I didn't think it was terribly good acting or directing, but no. whatever. It was also meant to be like this weird, like dreamlike state. So I can suspend disbelief, but it was very clear he was there to have sex. Yeah. Um, Kevin. Kevin, I think, has a sex addiction. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I, I've avoided saying that for a while because I don't want to shame anybody. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm pointing out the homosexual character in the show as, you know, a big old hussy. But it's it's this compulsion for it. It's yeah. not the actual intimacy itself. It's the fact that he looks for intimacy in all the wrong places and with all the wrong people. And it it's something that even being beat up is not going to stop him from doing this and even when it could put his child at risk put himself at risk yeah right and i think right you know i i know that there's like this it sucks on one hand it sucks that the you know the main homosexual character gay man because fangs is bi and you know other there are other gay characters in general but like he is, you know, the gay man of the cast, that he does have that stereotype on him of being, sex- like, overly sexual and having this compulsion and, you know, maybe being a sex addict. It's, on one hand, it's a bummer that those, that that stereotype is working together because it's, uh, yeah. because it's a stereotype in general and because it's, you know, just not really, f- it's not true of all gay men. It's just not. But also- no. There is stereotypes do exist for reasons, and I know I have friends who are more sexually promiscuous and are gay men, and I think that there is something there. Like, there's something there about, you know, having to hide your identity for a really long time and then finally being, like, open about it and, like, that leading to sexual promiscuity. You know, what does it mean to take ownership of your body and be out and be proud and, and be able to do that and be sexual? What Where's the balance between a healthy sex drive and, and you know, being safe and things like that in, you know, a, a homosexual environment, especially with, like, the historical stuff around like AIDS and HIV and things like that. There's, there's so much to that. I don't think that Riverdale is the place to delve into any of that. So then it just ends up being the stereotype, which is just a bummer. Because they have handled Kevin's sexuality very well. Like, they haven't made it like it's something different or to be ashamed of or anything. It, it's only been, like, Kevin's own reflection of his own, you know, sex drive that he's he's come to terms with um, a little harshly sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's – we've always commended the show and how well it does at showing queer characters just as they are and everybody accepting and it not being an issue. But then they go and they do a stereotype like a sex addiction. Yeah. And it's not just 
physical sex. Look at the tickling. Look at the intimacy he gets from yeah. people like the cult oh God, and Percival. Like he's he's a very, very intimacy-driven character, whether it's physical or just emotional. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, it's just there's so many of these things that could be spread throughout the cast. Like, they don't have to put all of these things onto Kevin, but they always do. If it's, like, an intimate or a sex-based storyline, and it's like, God, okay. When does, also because, you know, the, we've seen these characters through, you know, close to a decade now in Riverdale time, when are we going to see the growth out of him? When are we going to see him come to terms with his, with his sexuality? Because it's a part of that, the sex drive and the, and the attraction. It's all does go together. So like, when are we going to see him actually deal with that? Is my question. Yeah. I don't think we will, especially now we know that the, the show is is winding up. I don't yeah. think we will see any kind of resolution for him. No. It'll just kind of not be something that they talk yeah. about by the end. Probably. And you watch. Um, Moose is now just going to disappear into the background because yeah. that's what happens with him. It happens every time. Remember when everybody thought he was dead? <laughs> I he was forgot. Dead, but he wasn't dead. I forgot that the Gargoyle King was Moose's dad. I totally forgot about that. I did too. I completely spaced and forgot. Yeah. And then... He was like, my dad just got out of prison. I'm like, for what? And I actually wrote a note for what? Yeah. And then he said, oh, for being the Gargoyle King. And I was like, oh, my God, that's right. He was. Insane. Insane. How any of these kids turned out normal is a miracle. They didn't, to be fair. I. Okay, so I did notice a little bit of a plot hole, which – you know, we're no stranger to them. Yeah. But I wanted to see if you also heard it. Um, so Moose says that he got laid off when they shut down the Lonely Highway because mm-hmm. uh, he was driving trucks. Then when Tabitha and Jughead get the generator working at Pops, she gets on the, like, the comm system and she says, if you're on the Lonely Highway and you're lost in the fog, look for the Pops sign. Well, Sorry. Is it open? Is it closed? Like, I thought the Lonely Highway was closed down. Are we yeah. on it now? Is it back? Why There's are we the referring of like, to it as the Lonely Highway? How do we How do we close down a highway, I guess? I guess you can. It's weird, though. It's just Well, like I guess a they road. didn't because people are driving on it. Yeah. They just stopped trucking on it? I don't know. Weird. But, yeah, it was... I was like, wow, whoever wrote this episode, oh, unless it was, like, more than one writer. All over Certainly the place. fucked up there and no one caught it. <laughs> no one caught it. The <laughs> couple of last little things, a note that I wrote down that Archie said that I was like, I fucking hate you so much. He said, I want to save the soul of Riverdale. Yeah. I was so mad, yeah. I nearly threw my laptop across the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all. Um, I really like Betty with her short hair. Is this the first episode we've seen her with short hair? Yes. Yeah, yeah I dig it. Her hair looks great. Yeah, It super looks cute. like they can finally do it. <laughs> I know. Can finally I know. style it. A miracle. And, um, the Riverdale sign obviously has, uh, Riverdale, you can't stop progress. And then there was the, um, train tracks straight through the middle, which I thought was very foreshadowing. The serpents, have they changed their name? From what? Because Fangs, Fang, well, you know, the Southside Serpents. Yeah. They are now the 
sweet water serpents. Oh, that's different. Yes, he did say that. That is weird. Is it because they're being nice and they do stuff for charity now? I don't know. Because there's no cell site anymore? I guess. They're the sweet water serpents. That's weird. I hate just that. Just serpents. I hate it so much. Or just, like, don't have a gang. And yeah. just do nice stuff for people. Just be a community of people. Yeah, I have one more random observation and then we can talk about Cheryl. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that at the beginning of this episode, and I know we've kind of gone backwards and upside down and all over the place, that our, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. fear, fearless foursome are sitting at the table talking about things and then it cuts over to the door and Alice's hand is just closing the door. I'm like, bitch, that's your daughter. That is your daughter. And you're going to yeah. go and do this with Percival and your daughter, but don't yeah. worry, don't worry, because I bet, I bet she's going to be working with Percival, but, like, for the FBI, and then Veronica will all be like, that actually kind of tracks. No, Veronica, it didn't it then, and it doesn't now. She always anyway. does that. She always does that. It's not true. It doesn't track. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about Cheryl and her crazy-ass mom, who, yeah. like, crazy. she turned up in that nun outfit, and I was like, no, ma'am. Uh-uh. Also, like, yeah, mom, I'm going to be totally stoked that you're turning into a nun from the nunnery that tortured me and tried to make me not gay. Love that for you. But aren't like, they not doing that anymore? Aren't I they, don't. Like, not- Does it matter? Like, like, still a triggering vision to see her mother in that outfit. Like, dear God. Um, but so ridiculous. But I did, I did like, I do kind of. Do you believe her mom that she's that she's like trying to be better and going to go be you know let go of everything and go be a nun? Like, do you kind of? Be- I believe her a little bit until the next time, until True. the next thing that she comes up with. Absolutely, True. I believe that she thinks she's doing the right thing. But I think for it now. was. <laughs> I think it was a really nice gesture to give Cheryl all of those letters from Heather, and you know, seeing Cheryl so emotional while reading them, and you know, she finally got these answers and she finally got this closure. I think that was really nice. I, I was, I liked that part Until of it. Until the next time. Until the next time, for sure. But Cheryl's pyrokinetic, so she'll just make her mom explode, you know? So who cares? What is this show? Insane. What is this show, Heidi? My last note <gasps> is something that I caught during the Tabitha and uh, Jughead side of it when tabitha was Mm. on the radio and like listening into things and she started to hear something back did you hear the message that was said on the radio no no and i watched this episode twice it was there's under the bed (gasps) oh my god there's blank under the bed it was like there's scratch like radio sounds under the bed scratch radio sounds (gasps) so they're in a dream they have to be. It's or something some like that. some kind of suspended reality. Yeah. The alternate universe thing was coming through in the radio for sure. 100%. Oh my God. Crazy. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. We just need to wait for it to happen now. Yeah. Come on. That's a good catch, Heidi. No, I didn't catch that at all. I was all. like, what? <laughs> I freaked out. Oh, <laughs> that's dope. If I had caught that, that would have changed my mind completely about this episode. It was my, it was like, 
I had like barely any notes and it was my big note. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And that's why with with that specifically and finding out like, oh God, we have to talk about it with the Jughead thing. Um, Finding that out. Oh, that he's going to die? Yeah. But that little thing and then and then the Jughead thing too were like the two things where I was like, okay, this is not just a filler episode. Like this is moving things forward. Like there is yeah. momentum here mm-hmm. because of that specifically. And then also the Jughead thing. God. I mean, How many times is Jughead destined to die? I guess what did she say? Like a thousand? <laughs> yeah, there's two chances that he'll serve. No, he doesn't survive in any of them, but there's two chances that they'll beat Percival. So, okay, this is like, okay, this is one of those moral things, though, because it's like, if you could go back and kill Hitler and save the world, would you? Would you take one life to save a, you know, a billion? Yeah. I I can't answer those. I can't. Because I know me in the situation, and I know I wouldn't. But then I think about all the people that have suffered, and I'm like, maybe I would. And then I'm like, but I couldn't. But maybe I could. You know, it's... yeah. Didn't, Ta- didn't me- Tabitha say that? Didn't she say, like, you know, when I would think about those scenarios, I knew I would go kill Hitler? Like, didn't she say that last episode? Something like that, yeah. And yeah, I there think was that some that's- Hitler reference. I think just from, like, maybe it's from being a Doctor Who fan. Maybe it's from, you know, just being a sci-fi, you know, travel through time fan in general. I just feel like I am aware that making changes to the past never fare well for the future and correct the smallest little thing affects everything else so much oh it's probably also the butterfly effect that movie with ashton kutcher that really had an imprint that was a good movie imprint on me as a young child (laughs) me too i haven't seen a movie as thought-provoking as that in a very long time that was was very very well done and i feel like that was the first like time we got to see him be serious and we were like oh shit he he can actually Yeah, it was a phenomenal film. Yeah, Yeah. that rocked my world. I can't watch that film very often. No, it's heavy. It's it's too much. It's really heavy. But yeah, so so when people pose those questions, it's it's like morally, would I do I believe that a a, the world would be better in general if people like Hitler or Donald Trump or you know stuff like that didn't exist? Yeah. Do I think that I have a do I have enough of an ego to think that I could solve an issue like that? No. No. Me either. No. It's like so. people who assassinate other people. I'm like, I... No. Yeah. I, I could never. I am not good. I don't even believe in God. Personally. So, who am I to say? Well, let's leave Let's leave the morals by the wayside because <laughs> that's hard Riverdale. when you're talking about a show like, like Riverdale. Exactly. <laughs> um, I do have a baby Anthony counter for you. Oh, joy. They talked about him a little now, bit, so there's got to be. They haven't. I was going to say, the last couple of episodes, they actually haven't brought him up. So I mm. think, I think the count that I was on was either 16 or 17 for the season. Or maybe it was like yeah. 20. It was, no, I don't it was remember. Like 16, I think. Okay. So 16 or 17. Do you want to take a guess as to how many times it was said this episode? I think this episode they said it at least three times. Yeah, you got it. Three times. Ayo. Nailed it. So nice. um, I guess we're on about 19 or 20. However, we also got a first for this episode. We got 
Anthony with no baby Anthony. Oh. So I now have two counters going. I have the Anthony counter and the baby Anthony counter. Uh, we're on we're on one for the ba- uh, for the regular Anthony oh. counter, and we're on either nineteen or twenty for the baby Anthony counter. Who called him Anthony? Do you remember? Tony. Oh. Uh, it was ah. when she was arguing with Fangs when Kevin said he wasn't coming over. And she's like, we've got to do what's best for Anthony. And I was like, oh, excuse me? Anthony? Anthony? Who's, who's he? No baby Anthony? Yeah, who's he? Is he a different child? <laughs> I don't know him. We're going by, la- we're going by last names now? <laughs> wow. Interesting. I know, yeah. His middle name. Baby Anthony. What? I don't know what his last name is. Fogarty. It is Fogarty. Okay. Fergity, yeah. Fergity, Frogerty, I don't know. The Americans say it weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> what the real way is. Oh well. Okay, Heidi. Well, to finish this episode off, what would Betty do? <laughs> uh, Betty would struggle with birth control. <laughs> yes, I think that's have it. Unprotected sex. Oh, she would open and up about maybe- a very, very traumatizing time in her life. Um, she would do what needs to be done to survive, you know, Kinda back got then. got somebody with a meat, electric meat knife. <laughs> yeah, in a very inefficient way. Um, and yeah, and she would she would bond with her current beau. That's all As I they have. maybe or maybe not have a baby. They don't have a baby. They don't. I don't, I don't think so either. I feel like we also would have seen it in the trailers yeah. of like episodes to come. Yeah. 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 I think so too. And we Archie played out like, I'm going to be a dad now. <laughs> what a nightmare. Can't, can't you see? Yeah, couldn't you see? I'm I've got to worry about my kids he's, now. He's no Fred Andrew. He's no Fred Andrews. Oh, Fred. Oh, I, know. I miss you. Man. All right, friends. Well, on that slightly depressing note, <laughs> we will catch you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye. Bye.